everybody, and welcome to episode 6 of PHP Town Hall. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Gamblino, by which I mean we're drinking their bourbon while we record it. Um, this time we've got uh, Ben Edmonds joining us, obviously, uh, Paul M. Jones, and uh, Anthony Ferreira. If you guys like to uh, introduce yourself, start with Anthony. Hi, I'm Anthony Ferreira. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> this is Paul Jones. Okay, well at least now you know what their voices sound like while we're talking about stuff. And we've got Zach Kitzmiller, a uh, regular guest. <laughs> and he's drunk. <laughs> You're supposed yeah. to sip the bourbon, not inhale it. Yeah. We'll work out how that works. Um, Zach's just distracted now because he's noticed that I've been wearing his pebble. Um, I stole this, so he's not having it back. And have you guys got a pebble? No. Uh, no. Oh. No. I get to feel all special. It's amazing. It does nothing. We're weird. It, it basically does nothing. It lets you know when you've got a text message, which your phone already does. Gives you the ability to cancel a call from your wrist, which is kind of cool, um, especially if you're out with like a date and a different date's calling you. Um, but apart from that, it's got like a one-day battery life, and it just winds me up. Uh, first world problems. <laughs> yeah, I know. But Why are you life. even wearing it? Because it's I... even more than a first world problem. Yeah, it like supersedes that in some capacity. <laughs> like, oh, fucking watch is dead. I can't cancel the phone call from my date that's later. <laughs> that's gonna be a two percent problem right there. <laughs> we, oh, good lord! Plus, if you leave the iPhone, you have to leave your iPhone on uh, Bluetooth all day, which means that instead of lasting for roughly ten hours, it lasts for about eight. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely not the way to go. Um, but hey, we're not here to talk about pebbles. Um, Life must we're... be hard for you, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I, we talk about pebbles? I have a, you know, I have a terrible, sad life, um, which is all down to this, this pebble. Um, but yeah, we can, we can talk about pebbles. Anything else on the... No, it's, it's not black. For me. It's black. It's waterproof. It's, um, it's, got it's, diff- for me. it's got different watch faces. You can have, like, binary mode, which is the least fucking practical thing anyone's ever thought of ever. By the time you read what time it is, it's a different time. Yeah. You're halfway through converting it in your head, and then it's not that time. Um, anyway, fuck the pebble. Don't throw it. I just <laughs> it. Oh, you can take that one back. Um, so, yeah, we're here today to talk about a bunch of stuff, um, some of which is, uh, well, pretty much all of it is PHP uh, FIG-related, the Framework Interoperability Group. Um, and the first thing I want to talk about uh, is, I'm just going to hand over to Paul, uh, who has been working on a new, not replacement, but a kind of alternative to PSR0, uh, the auto-loading standard. So, Paul, if you'd like to take it away. Sure. So, for anyone who's not familiar with PSR0 to begin with, uh, it's an auto-loading standard. It tells you how to name your classes, uh, where they should go in the directory and file structure. Uh, I will leave it to you to put up a link for that, Phil, so that people can read up on it. Uh, the short version is that PSR0 grew out of the Horde pair standards where when you install the package, uh, all of the source files for that package would get installed to a single central location. So it became very important to have the class name map directly to what the file name was going to be. So if you had a class named FooBarBaz, and remember we were using underscores back then, it would need to be in a directory foo, another directory bar, and then the file would be called baz.php. And that's great for when you have a single central location for stuff, and when your your package gets installed, the files from that package then get moved to this other location. Uh, so one of the, f- the things that we see in uh, recent times, especially with the advent of Composer, 
is that packaging systems are leaving the files in place. That is, when you install a Composer-style package, Composer, Composer does not take the source files and take them and put them in a separate central location. It leaves them where they got downloaded to. So you've got your package, foobar, and then so you've got a BAS class in there, or a BAS file in there. So to make Composer-style packages PSR0 compliant, it means that you've got to have this relatively deep uh, source tree where you've got empty foo directory and an empty bar directory, and then your BAS file inside of that, just so that you can be PSR0 compliant. And I want to be clear, there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly reasonable. But with so many people having, uh, especially in CMSs, these very deep directory structures where essentially the directory structure is completely empty until you get to the very end, uh, it, do, it, seems, uh, it, it seems prudent to be able to prune those top-level directories and just be able to get to the class files directly. And that's what the new proposal talks about doing. That is, you no longer have to have a direct class-to-file mapping where each, uh, each class name maps specifically to a directory. You can just say the directory hierarchy starts here at this particular directory. Let me rephrase that. The class hierarchy begins at this particular directory and then traverses down from there. Right. Uh, one example of that, um, which when you when you put this on the mailing list, I instantly kind of went, "Yeah, I want this." Um, is because uh, in Pyro CMS, we've just started switching the two point three develop branch, the, the version that's not out yet. We started um, switching that across to be PSR um, as close to PSR two as reasonably possible. And um, and one of the things with that is we started to we, we, each module now has a. They're not composer packages. They're just each module has a source folder, which is a PSR zero autoloady folder. Um, sure. Now, to have um, to have proper PSRO uh, PSR zero compatible um, autoloading, we have things like uh, the, the folder structure leading up to the, those modules is system slash CMS slash modules, and then you've got the users module, and then you have the source folder, and that's all lowercase because it's old coding letter style. Then inside that source folder, you then have pyro slash module slash users slash whatever the hell, you know, group model. Um, and it just is it's that extra two levels. Like, it's not a massive problem. It doesn't matter, um, but they just don't need to be there. And then amongst many other things, it seems like this new autoloader would kind of just let us take out the, the, the superfluous uh, extra folder structure there. Right. And, and to be clear, it's, and, you know, I, I made this mistake earlier, this is not a composer-specific problem. This is something that people are doing in, in lots of different ways. And since one of the points of, the interoperability group is to find things that we are that we are all doing uh, in common and to codify those. It, it seems to make sense to recognize that that's a that's a common practice uh, and codify it in some way. So um, we we just paused it there for a second so we could uh, actually read the uh, the PSR proposal that, that Paul's been working on. Um, and I guess this would end up being PSR four if it gets in there in time. Um, but what do you guys think of the idea? Is it awful? Is it helpful? Personally, from my standpoint, um, I question not necessarily the focus of it, but if it really is needed as a standard from the standpoint of, you know, what if a package simply just has a bootstrap.php file and that becomes a standard interface for starting it up? Um, and then we just use the normal SPL autoloader to load classes, you know, not have to have this fancy specification document to tell you how to structure, how to map class names to file names. Uh, one of the reasons uh, I'm a 
proponent of that is simply because, you know, functions are not evil and functions are not autoloadable. So if you have a bootstrap file and that's, you know, the preferred way of handling, um, you know, packages, you can define those functions and things like that. Whereas if you go for pure things like this, you know, PSR0, if this um, proposal makes it in, it just it leaves functions as the second-class citizen that we don't care about. And you can make the argument PHP Core does that as well, but I'm just curious if it's really that needed or, or if we're just inventing a problem because we want to have a standard for it. So uh, my, my only response to that is if we see... So I, I'm going to go back to something I said previously. Go to bed. The idea is to look at what is being commonly done in existing practice and see if those things are being done by more than by multiple people in the in the framework interop group and if they are then codify them i have not seen the kinds of behavior that you're talking about uh i'm not saying it doesn't exist i'm just saying that i haven't seen it if there are lots of people doing that then you know maybe that's that's something to pay attention to anthony are you saying that psr0 is just completely unnecessary I'm not saying it's unnecessary. I'm saying that having a single standard for how to load, uh, how to auto load uh, classes is unnecessary. I think having PSR zero that handles the ninety ninety five percent case is fine. But I, I don't think the message should be if your package is not PSR zero, you're doing it wrong. I think that's a dangerous message, and I fear that creating more standards of auto loading either number one dilutes the concept of what PSR zero tries to do. Or it tries to reinforce the, hey, if you're not using one of these standards, you're doing it wrong. I, so, okay, go ahead. Wait, hang on, let me just take control here. Uh, so you're saying PSR0 is unnecessary? Absolutely not. I think it handles the 95% case very, very well. And a lot of uh, packages, you know, Symphony and Zend, it handles that, and you, you can just use one PSR0 autoloader and be done with it, and that's fine. So, so I have a package or a whatever, it's 11 lines, 11 lines of code. Like, all these nested folders and all this shit, this is completely necessary. That's what you're telling me? No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're missing what I'm saying entirely. I might be. That's probably what, what, what I'm saying is <laughs> I, I think PSR... Beers in, so explain to me like I'm five. I, I think PSR zero is good for the 95% use case of something like Symphony... Um, where you have this gigantic application and you're, you're not going to have these um, sets of folders that are five levels deep because you, you have more, um, more stuff inside of those other folders, the higher level folders. But if you have an application that's five, layers, five lines or 11 lines deep, my question is, do you need an autoloader to begin with? Why not just declare those 11 lines? You, you know, it's not like you're talking about loading all of Symphony, you know, 500 or 1,000 or 5,000 classes. You're talking about 11 lines of code. Well, yeah, in, that's exactly in, in, sort of my point. In those situations, then, then you would simply include the, fu the functions. Like with PSR0, most of the time you want it to be a class. Uh, most of the time, if it, if it is a class, it's very use useful to be able to also load it. And then uh, if you need it to be a function, you can just include a function. Um, if you need it to be, you know... Um, yeah, just include those in a bootstrap. Your point about um, having a bootstrap file instead of this new autoloader or instead of PSR0, if you had a bootstrap file that could include things and set them up properly, the problem I see with that is with PSR0 and, and this PSRX, whatever it ends up being, 
because the rules are so clearly defined and it doesn't run through a bootstrap PHP which could do technically anything, the real benefits are we can do things like class mapping, which is very explicit and it says when you hit this namespace, it's going to go right over there and it doesn't have to do any guessing and you get, you know, load up a file to see which file I should load. It just says, you've requested this file, go and load that file. And that's the, the major benefit I see of these style of autoloaders where because they're so clear cut, you can, you can do crazy stuff to really optimize the, the, the speed of loading. I honestly wonder how much benefit that is to begin with. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I totally get the point, and I don't necessarily disagree with the point. I, I guess where I'm going is there's some applications and some frameworks and some libraries where PSR zero makes a hundred or a thousand percent sense, and that's great. Use it; it should exist. I'm not saying PSR zero should not exist. What I'm saying is I think the mentality of you need to use a standard auto loader or you're doing it wrong is the bad and dangerous part. Oh yeah, that's fair. So that's fair. I would go with you guys depending on that that you that. The idea that there needs to be – that you're doing it wrong if you're not doing it the PSR way is not an idea that we want to promulgate. Uh, and I hope that we have pointed out that the PSR rules, recommendations, are, again, codified, ide- codified ways of working based on us looking at how the people in the group work. If you don't work the way the people in the group work, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we've said that over and over again. Uh, now, if other mostly, people... on, mostly on Reddit. That's a yeah, good conversation. So again, PSRs are not about saying this is the one right way to do it. It is about saying this is the way lots of other people are doing it. This is a pattern that we're establishing. Here are the rules for this pattern. If you want to use it, cool. If you don't want to use it, well, that's cool too. Right. This has been discussed ad nauseum and is a non-issue, right? My question is, to the guys on this show, I just pasted in a, um, a library that my friend Kyle and I wrote when I was working at Forest, and I would very much like to include this with Composer in all of the future things that I do. In Python and in Ruby, it's no big deal because it's just a gem, or I can install it with pip. Um, but I would properly like to follow standards. The entire thing is 30 lines long. And I'm just sort of unsure as to the process that is required for this thing to follow all the standards while being such a small piece of code. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and you're practically there, man. Uh, the only thing I can see is the brace would need to be dropped. To the, the so brace I, I, dropped to I the understand client. braces can be moved or whatever. Yeah, yeah. about like auto-loading this. Yeah, so the, the only thing you would have to do uh, is put a composer.json on there and say that when I need tiny, it gets PSR loaded, it gets PSR zero loaded, uh, where the base directory is, whatever path to tiny is, and you're done. And that's it. And that. And that. I, I mean, think this is. Yeah. I mean, you throw it under a namespace because you, you need throw to throw under a namespace, obviously, because yeah. it's not namespace. Yeah. You, you, yes. You need the top level namespace for it, but I guess that would be Kyle Bragger, or maybe it would also be Tiny, and then you'd have Tiny slash Tiny, whatever. Um, okay. So yeah, you're, I think you're the problem there, is, and the point in me bringing this up is, people have these small classes, and they're like, "Fuck, I gotta do thirty different nefer- nested folders." <laughs> 
put shit. Well, if they have small classes, they probably don't have 30 nested folders. If they have small classes, it's probably going to just be at the most one folder. Right. But even one might be too many. And it's just the way that the PSR is worded implies that you need to be nesting until the point where you can't even stand up anymore. Well, I disagree that it, that it implies that. We use examples of depth so, so that you get an idea of what you would do in deeper structures. We say very explicitly, all you need is a vendor name and a class name. I think that's the very first rule. Right. And those yeah. examples suck. I tried changing these examples. I agree. The examples are... There was a, a whole so bunch of uh, conversations. The examples suck that. and you should change it. And the, so, everyone should stop writing PHP and use Python. Well, all right. So <laughs> I've got a question here, though. So we said that the goal of um, PSR and FIG is to basically take these ideas that are codified in the community already and just kind of put them down in one place. Careful about is the that word correct? Community. We want to be careful about the word community. We're not talking about the PHP community as a whole. We're not talking about the hundreds of thousands of PHP developers that are out there. When, we're co- when we talk about codifying common ideas, we mean ideas that are common to the voting member groups. Okay, that's fine. Um, the, the question I would throw out, and the, the way I've seen it, and this could be completely just my own interpretation, but I think this is kind of the way, at least in my mind, it should be, is that the goal of PSR Fig should be to take what you've seen out there and implement it, not to make the implementers' lives easy, but to make the end users' lives easy. An end user shouldn't have to. The person who's consuming a library shouldn't have to think or worry. It's the reason that these standards exist is for them, not necessarily for the implementers. In fact, the implementers it may make their life slightly harder. I think is that is fair. Or no, I think that's kind of how it works at the moment. That is fair, but I think the way the fig is kind of set up, or at least it was initially set up, was that we are the end users, and by we I mean the, the kind of the member projects and, and the yeah. people that kind of opt in by choosing to follow them. So things like Pyro CMS, people always. A lot of people on Reddit and a lot of people on shit like uh, you know on, on websites like Netsuits kind of they end up arguing on the current on the comment forms for fucking days and it's ridiculous and they don't, they don't understand why it's important to them they don't understand what's going on. Um, Pyro CMS has seen massive massive benefits from this. Uh, Drupal are loving it. Uh, Joomla again um, are having like massive massive benefits from doing this and cleaning up their code base. So I think the fact that we are the end users. Um, and, and then the rest of the community is, is started to become the end user without our intention has left the whole thing in kind of this confusing state of like, it was initially meant to be us using it and now fucking loads of people use it. And because everyone has different ideas on how it should be done, they're all complaining. <laughs> I got to go with Phil on this one. We, uh, the, the, the FIG's primary audience is the FIG members. Uh, if people who are not voting members are not even on the list... Um, decide that they like what we're doing, man, that's awesome. I'm very happy about that. If they think that it is the stupidest damn thing they've ever seen in their lives, you know what? That's fine too. No one has to follow this. No one has to do anything we say. Um, you can even They can even take parts of what, the parts that they like and use it and discard the parts that they don't. They, right. you know, they I mean, that's, can, that's what Laravella is doing. They don't like PSR2 uh, in its entirety, so they, they're, they're PSR2-ish. Um, and they, they basically follow the entire standard apart from they use tabs instead of spaces yeah. and they keep their brackets on new lines. Like, the, who cares? That's great. The, awesome. narcissi- <laughs> the narcissism of small differences. Uh, that aside, it makes things a whole lot easier for everyone else if, they, if everyone is starting from a common base and then, and then diverging from that common base. It gives us a common uh, starting point 
that everyone recognizes, and then it's divergences from that, as opposed to every individual project uh, starting from wildly different places. Uh, I think it makes it easier to get into new projects if everyone has sort of a common base to start from. And if projects choose the PSR stuff as a common base, again, awesome. If not, you know what? That's their call. Yeah, I mean, I guess this, this kind of conversation started uh, from when we're talking about the new autoloader, and, and it comes um, to, to bring it back. Uh, we're talking about the new autoloader as being a way of improving kind of the way that PSR0 is done, because the way PSR0 was originally built was mostly to make working with pair and hoard stuff less shit. Um, so just, I, I think the main point is just by implementing a new autoloader, which reflects somewhat a more popular usage of how people are currently using PSR0 and kind of refining that process, um, I don't think that necessarily forces people to do anything differently. I don't think it causes... It's I, not making them do anything different than what they wanted to do anyway. Some of the PSR0 users will be using PSR4, and it will have a few less nested folders. And I, I don't think that changes anything in the grand scheme of things um, on a larger scale. Do you? I don't know. I, I don't disagree. But, again, I think it's more of a standpoint of what is the fig doing? And I, I'm not saying what you've said is wrong, and I don't disagree with what you've said. But I guess I've always seen it as the fig has a far bigger responsibility and a far bigger position in this community than any of the members, and even you are agree- admitting to at this point. If not for what you're saying and the message you're giving out, from the standpoint of what people are seeing. I mean, if you look back to uh, about what well, was about a year and a half ago when there was the RFC to implement the PSR zero autoloader in PHP core, the front that was presented, not necessarily by the FIG members, but by a lot of the community, was that this is a standards body trying to implement and um, and push themselves onto the community. Now, whether that was true, I don't necessarily think so. But at the same token, the message that you're giving out and the message that it feels like the community is receiving, it, it feels like there's a disjoint. And if that needs to be solved, or if maybe the FIG's purpose needs to be shifted because of that, I, I don't know. I see the potential that the fig has as being this really, really great and powerful and actually incredible thing for the PHP community. But I see every step of the way the fig constant, the fig group constantly wants to turn left and say we don't want that responsibility and actively push it away. Yet the community is kind of casting it upon them as it is. And, and I guess that's one of my core issues, if you would say that, with the group. So the trouble here is, um, for me, it's a little bit tricky. I joined up fairly recently. I joined up uh, a little bit too late to even get a say officially in PSR 1 or 2. Um, but I did. I think I managed to get one sentence changed because you know, I thought that it was an improvement. So my, my input on, on uh, PSR 1 and 2 is minimal. So I definitely didn't have any input on uh, trying to get the autoloader included in, in PHP. Um, I'd hate to say that that's a bad idea. I personally don't agree with that. I think that was literally... The, the fig saying we are here to you know push our thoughts onto other people and Paul may well disagree with that um, and that's fine too. Um, it definitely shouldn't shouldn't go into the core as far as I'm concerned and I think since then that may all be one of the one of the problems that people have had with the group trying to force their name onto force their views and opinions onto other people. The other problem is uh, I've seen this come up so many times is because we've called it um, the uh, the PHP standard recommendation. They're saying that we're trying to force those standard recommendations onto all of PHP. Um, whereas um, in my head, the way that that really works is the framework interoperability group has decided um, a standard recommendation uh, recommendation for how they do PHP. The PHP FIG could create a JavaScript recommendation, and that would be how they write their JavaScript. 
Uh, just because it uses the word PHP in there doesn't mean that they're necessarily trying to enforce that on the entire community. Um, but even when people don't think we're trying to enforce it on the entire community, we then get uh, hit with the, the, other side of the other side of the stick. And that's, why aren't you trying to enforce it on the entire community? Why aren't you trying to be Pepe? You should, you, should, you should go out there and you should make every single PHP developer use this and it would really help and benefit everyone. And literally, whichever way we go, we get shouted at by people on Reddit, which I know shouldn't be something well, to be scared about, but it's... And like, the, re- the reason for that is because PHP developers are a notoriously independent lot. We're damned if we do and damned if we don't. If we try to be standards, we get hosed by the half of the PHP community that wants nothing to do with authority. If we avoid standards, then we get hosed by the half of the PHP community that wants a leader. There's, there's just no... Hang, hang on. Let me just clarify one thing. I'm not suggesting that FIG should try to force itself on the community. I think FIG should act in that role, but kind of be, pro, um, I'm sorry, be to themselves and, you know, not go actively go out and campaign that you better be doing this or else. Let that community adopt, but act at least internally like you're creating generic um, standards for everybody to use to solve generic problems. You know, approach it from that angle as opposed to approaching it from, hey, this is what we need today, and you can all go screw yourself. If you want to use it, great. Otherwise, get, get out of our kitchen. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I don't. I don't know if "screw yourself, get out of our, get out of our kitchen" is quite the phrasing I would use. <laughs> not, not the phrasing, of course. But it's not so politically correct, Paul. You're boring. Following the, the the approach that you prescribe here, and that is, we're making general. We're we're in order to solve general problems, you have to pick a uh, a sample or an audio, or, you know, a a pool of people from for whom the problem exists. Uh, in this case, the pool happens to be the, the member projects. These member projects represent a uh, non-trivial portion of the PHP community. I'm not going to say it's a majority. It's probably less than 20% total. Having said that, uh, you, you've got to pick some place that has a, a set of problems, and we are writing generalized solutions for the problems that that portion uh, of, the, of the pool has. So, I, like I said, I think we're we're following the approach you've prescribed. Yeah, something to throw into that as well is that um, whilst <laughs> trying to explain our message is a very tricky one, and, and just to say we're only for the frameworks that use this, we're only for the CMSs that, that want to use this, isn't entirely accurate. I mean, what we're doing is uh, we're, we're also targeting package developers. So uh, we've got a lot of package developers on the fig, which is brilliant, uh, people that make like re- uh, requests and, and, um, and buzz and guzzle and things like that. Um, so there's a lot of packages uh, that are being simplified drastically by the things that the FIG are doing. Um, and and I, I feel like there's, there's the core framework and, and CMS-type projects, then there's the package developers, and then there's every son of a bitch who's writing PHP ever for whatever job they do, right? So there's those three levels of people, um, and some people are in multiple levels, whatever. Um, the, the way the FIG kind of uh, the very start started off was just uh, aiming at the very core group of just the, the CMSs and frameworks and stuff like that. Um, moving out with PSR3 and the HTTP request and the cache request, they're actually moving out into the secondary level. Um, where So things like, uh, my usual example is the GeoTools or the GeoCoder um, package uh, has like seven different classes. They're like, this is a class that lets it work with Buzz. This is a class that lets it, lets it work with Guzzle. This is another class that makes it work with the Zend HTTP thing. And he's, this poor son of a bitch has had to sit there and write out all of these different um, adapter classes just to make it work with 
whatever package you have installed. A lot of the point of what the, the, the fig is starting to do now is to um, kind of make, uh, make, make problems like that go away, you know, for, for package developers. So whilst See, we, we can't jump on, like, fixing everyone's code at, at the start, we can make package development easier, and I think that's the next step for the fig. See, I, I disagree very strongly there. Um, I think the goal needs to be make the end user, that third tier, as you put it, the outer tier, the consumers of both the packages and the frameworks, make their lives easier because that's where the biggest friction is. I mean, the people make, making and maintaining packages, I maintain several. Yes, there are some problems. There are problems with dependencies. But when I'm using libraries and packages, that's where my biggest pain is. And I, I get you on that. The problem is that that outer tier uh, is so widely varied in what they would call easiest for them. Uh, they're so widely varied in that that there's no single target that you can approach. By making well, it, it easy for one portion of that group, another portion of that group will say, you've made my life harder. I, I don't think there's any oh, single way of doing it there. No, there isn't a single way, but if you approach it from the standpoint of, well, we have these this 20% of member projects, as you put it, we're going to target yeah, yeah. making it, well, well, okay, that's fine. Yeah, Even okay. if it's 5%, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. We're going to target the end user and make their use of this 5% easier. And we're going to do it from the approach of, well, we're consumers too. Yes, we maintain these libraries, but we're going to make our consumer lives easier. And by doing that, we're going to help the community as a whole, as opposed to helping the core developers and the package developers on that mid-tier. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe that's where I see the most value in the community going and you know, the best thing in general for the community. Again, I, I see where you're getting at there. The problem is that the problem, still, the problem that I described earlier still remains. Uh, let's, say it's just, let's say that the, uh, the FIG represents 2% of all users in the entire, you know, all of PHP users. Um, the remaining 98%, we simply can't get a sample of that 98% is what they think would would be easy what what they would think would be easiest to consume so we're eating our own dog food in this case we are consuming what we produce um, and that's that is what that is what is guiding us here can um, we can we for like i don't know anywhere from 30 seconds to 2 minutes just talk about the elephant in the room here and that none of this fucking matters at all. <laughs> like, PEP8, which is religion to Python developers, covers code layout, indentation, tabs versus spaces, maximum land size, number of blank lines, white space, comments, version bookkeeping, naming conventions, naming styles, names to avoid, class names, all this shit, right? And then PEP20 which is also religion to Python developers, it says beautiful is better than ugly. Explicit is better than implicit. And this goes on and on and on. Readability counts. Sparts is better than dense. Errors should never pass silent unless explicitly silenced. Like, we should have some rules that we follow, but fuck the rules when they don't make any sense. So the last thing that you have said is exactly the stance of every individual PHP developer that I've ever met. And that is, fuck the rules if they don't make any sense. And who is the arbiter of what makes sense? I am. And each developer thinks exactly that. The short version of this is the Python culture, for good or bad, is not the same as the PHP culture. People don't come to Python the same way they come to PHP. Uh, and PEP8 and PEP20 are uh, uh, 
artifacts of how people come to PHP or how, how they come to Python. No, that's not true at all. That's exactly the opposite. In what way? In what way are they artifacts? Oh, uh, well, let's look at how Python was developed. Uh, can you tell me who is the benevolent dictator for life over PHP? That you, you just rattled off some obscure, insane, fucking ridiculous title of a person that nobody gives a fuck about. Like DHH is a fucking benevolent dictator of cocksucking well, or whatever it is. It's like, it's not a title. He's definitely the dictator for life. And, and Python has got uh, Guido Van Rossum. Who does PHP have? It doesn't nobody. matter. The answer is nobody. Yeah. That nobody, is somebody, it doesn't matter. The fact is, it's PHP. It's global variables sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes global exactly. scope, we probably shouldn't do that. But like, if you sit down and you have a giant chunk of PHP in front of you, you should just, and you don't understand it, you should probably not be writing PHP for a living. Yeah, guess what most PHP projects look like in the wild? Just what you've described. A horrifying mess. It is a mess, and it's always going to be a mess. And I like these standards. I really like some of them. And which ones I like and which ones I don't like isn't important. But, like, it doesn't matter and we can sit around and have these hour-long, two-hour-long circle jerk talks about standards and where the fuck the curly brace goes. And that doesn't make any of us better or worse engineers. I would compl- I would, it doesn't make us better or worse engineers. What it does is it improves our communications with each other. No, so I, does I, email, iChat, Gchat, Twitter... Also but it improves, it improves our communication. People that decide what the rules are, and then says, occasionally in a condescending tone, but usually not. This is what our smart us smart bros decided on. And if you less smart bros don't want to use these standards, then fine. But so I. First of all, you are characterizing the fig as us smart bros, which is exactly the opposite of uh, what I would think is the case. Uh, what we are yeah, is... Yeah, because I've met a few of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. This is not about... Rimshot. You have not said it before, but I will say it here. Smart is overrated. Uh, what we have done with PSR is to codify what our common practices, whether they are smart or not, is entirely orthogonal to the conversation. Yeah, I've got to be honest, like, I, I don't want to say, I've written, like, a few blog posts about just, like, shut the fuck up talking about tabs and spaces. If you want to have a conversation with me about tabs versus spaces, I want to punch you in the mouth. That's generally how I feel about that sort of thing, and I don't want to be that guy that, being involved in the fig and, and, and supporting PSRs does not make me that guy. Um, what I'm generally interested in, in, in chasing is improving code structure. Uh, so with, with Pyro CMS, like, I've, I've banged on about it a bunch. You should all go out and buy a coffee. I need to, you know, have more alcohol fund. Um, it's genuinely helped in, in a lot of different ways. Like, any time that I can install a package and thanks to a shared interface that, you know, the, the FIG has made for the logger, these two packages now use the same package instead of using fucking two different packages. Every single time that I reduce my dependencies that a package is, is, uh, is requiring, any single time that I... Um, 
I can kind of reduce, I can remove some code. I don't have to use this shit old code igniter library that I found on a wiki three years ago. I can use a, a predefined PSRO package. All of that stuff is helping. So again, that's not me saying like, I'm a smart bro. I like this stuff. I know where my tabs go. Well, that's me it, saying can... I can use PSR code because we've built this standard. Someone else has built this PSR code and now I can use it. And that's why I support this shit so hard. See, I let, me, it, let me interject one point though especially... here. The PSR has absolutely zero to do with anything that you just said. Composer has everything to do with that. And Composer and Fig are completely inseparate completely separate projects have nothing to do with each other except for the fact that Composer ships with a PSR0 autoloader. You could do the same thing with Composer, with Bootstrap files, or with Absolutely. Class Map files. No, so I, I just want to make sure that we're talking about apples and apples. I'm saying that us having hour-long conversations about this stuff is a waste of all of our time. <laughs> I, I mean, again, we I'm all charge fucking at least 200 an hour, right? So what the fuck are we doing sitting here complaining about how the fucking file structure. So I have to, again, I must very much disagree with you here. And this, you brought up a point earlier, or rather I brought up a point, you responded to it. And I think you didn't quite get, uh, quite get the that's, point of what I was saying. possibly true. I don't get much of anything. No, no well, you and me both, brother. Um, you ha- I had said that this was about improving the level of our communication. You responded, well, we can communicate by email and IM and other things. Um, the primary method of communication between developers is not email and IM and other, you know, other forms like that. The primary mode of communication between developers is code. When we are reading someone else's, when we write code, we are writing as communication to other developers. Yes, we're writing instructions for the computer, but the way in which we write that code is communication to other developers. If we have a common style that we adhere to, it makes reading someone else's code a lot easier. Therefore, it makes the communication between those developers a lot easier. You, I don't know if you agree with that or not. Do you understand why I would say I don't that? understand what you're saying. I disagree completely. I can read Phil's code, which is shit, just it, as good as I can read my own code. It is shit. Because I can read code. That's, that's not really the point. No, what... Uh, Again, this is coming from a point of view of me having of me managing the the Pirate CMS project, and this is actually the the same point that I was about to answer Anthony before um, we we moved on with the conversation. Um, you, we can definitely uh, you can have co- Anthony. You were saying that there is a difference between com- uh, Composer and PSR zero, and I have to spend a lot of time explaining this to people on the internet. I'm fully aware of that. They are two random things that happen to support each other, which is is great that they support each other, but they are totally separate things. I understand. Um, the point of why I feel that uh, Composer and PSR Zero uh, have, have the reason I feel PSR Zero has helped Pirate CMS is that I can include this code from any random person. I can include code from all over the place, and it works in a fairly consistent way. And this is the same reason that I love PSR One, and I don't really care that much about PSR Two because PSR Zero means that I know I'm going to have a namespace, and then I'm going to have some code, so I know nothing conflicts. PSR One then means I know that all of their stuff is going to be camel case, so from the outside looking in, everything's going to be the same. PSR2, I could not give less of a shit if you put your tab or space or bracket on whatever line I, there are, you know, I don't care about that at all. Uh, the fact that as a, as a, as a project developer, um, I, I run Pirate CMS and I can, I can include code from any random person. If they support PSR1, then it all looks the same. And that might sound really silly and really ridiculous, but when I have module, module developers who are the lifeblood of my project, who like their modules are what, lets me drink alcohol 
if if they're getting pissed off about the fact they can't remember if this one package or this other package is camel case or underscores or whatever, they're going to get really pissed off, and that doesn't help. So the fact that PSR0 and PSR1 have meant that we can have all this random code from these random people, and it all ends up looking the same, that for me is like the, the main most important part. And again, I just don't give a shit about whether you use tabs or spaces. As long as it's all the same, it doesn't matter which one it is. <laughs> right, exactly. That, that's this. That is this. That is the point behind PSR two as well. I used to fucking rules hate rules themselves. Don't matter. I used what to fucking hate camel case. the same rules. I used to fucking hate camel case. I used to always use tabs for everything, and then I realized that if everyone's going to start doing the same thing, then fuck it. Let's just start doing the you same know, thing. You know, I just what I ended up doing is just left the line everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'm sure that works well in Python. Right? About it all the time. I just put everything right to the left of the buffer. <laughs> everything so in the so same file. Yeah. Yeah. Carrying on that Left. Left align the buffer. Done. <laughs> you must be a Democrat so, because otherwise you'd be right aligned. Hang on, Anthony. What, what's up? So, Phil. So, carrying on that that conversation, doesn't that mean that pair solves that exact same problem? So, why do we need composer? Why not just use pair? Kind of. Coding a, standards. A, a pair. Structure, fantastic question, and I, I don't Hang have on. an answer for it. Paul, he asked me. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Um, okay, group. How's that better? Yeah, well, half the problem is that Pear's had a really interesting life. I gave a talk about how much I don't like Pear, and I'm, I remember giving like a very small version of that talk to somebody that was apparently a very core member of the Pear team before I realized. So I say stuff that offends people, and that's was fun. Was it like when I was like, fuck that? Password hashing shit. Yeah, whoever, whoever made that was an Anthony. asshole, and that was that was Anthony. Yeah, it's a good time. My Whatever. Man. So with pair, like there was a whole bunch of problems, and like you know, to get your code into the main repo, it has to be voted up a whole bunch of times. Yay! And then like all this other stuff, like there's all these different channels everywhere and different repos, and it's this very similar. It's very similar stuff, and you can yes, it by default installs globally, and yes, you can make it install locally. The main thing is that um, pair is just. Most of the stuff on Pear has just been shit for years, and the PHP community has been scared away from Pear for that very reason. If you look at most stuff, like if you look at Pear 2, the last, uh, the last library they had submitted was in like September 2012, and like it was version 0.4, and it was called the Validate IE library, and it helps you validate stuff in Irish. Like most of the stuff on Pear is just shit, or old, or alpha, or unmaintained, and people well, are just okay. freaking out about that. So what if we take away the, that whole... Um you know, package loading, we take composer-style package loading, but pair had coding standards, pair had file loading standards, you know, Did we didn't have the auto-loader problem. The only thing we had was you included the main file, but the rest of it took care of, at least from a standard way of doing things, quote-unquote. Um, so why not go with that standard? I've got news for you on that one. I challenge you to look at the pair core standards and look at the PSR 0, 1, and 2 core standards and tell me what the differences are. I'm not saying pair was necessarily good. I'm saying it existed. No, no. I, what I'm, what I'm like saying is that PSR, for good or bad, PSR is an indirect inheritor of the pair standards. Okay, so does that justify a rename and a re-extension? I mean, well, I, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because yeah, Phil I, made I, a very, very specific point about consistency and about the ease of loading. And I'm like, well, Pear solved 95% of it. And, you know, if we tweak the, um, PSR, the way that you install it. PSR0 is almost exactly the, uh, in fact, it, it is almost exactly the Pear uh, class to file naming convention. PSR1 and 2 uh, are, again, almost 
but they're very, very close to the uh, the pair standard, with some modifications taken in from uh, various members of the of the inter- of the interoperability group. Um, but the but- the thing about that the thing about the PSR is it is divorced from any particular project, whereas pair is again for good or bad a specific project that some people may or may not wish to have been associated with. Uh, PSR, the PSR stuff, the FIG stuff, is independent of any particular project. All right, I'd like to oh. try to get us back on point, because we're never going to agree. How about we discuss PSR 4 in particular, instead of PSR <laughs> than a good thing? Ben, you're my favorite fucking person. <laughs> ben, come to New York, I'll buy you a beer. That's a little expensive for a beer. I'll buy two. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw in a, I'll throw in a New York almost pays for the flight. Yeah. Actually, I should be there in June, so we will definitely do that. Nice. Right, done. Um, yeah, Ben, what, what were you saying? Where were you, where were you getting us? All right, all right, so PSR 4. What were the reasons for doing a number 4 instead of amending 0? And how will so, 4 supersede 0? So will people... Be zero and four compliant, or will they completely disregard zero in the future in a perfect world and only be, say, one, two, four? I mean, one, two, three, four compliant. What the hell ever. So, I'm going to go backwards on that one. Uh, PSR, whatever this one ends up being, you're calling it four. You know, there may be others. Yeah, it's PSRX at the moment. Yeah, PSR, whatever this is, this new package oriented autoloader proposal. Uh, is not designed to supplant or replace PSR0. It is there as an alternative to PSR0. Um, the speci- and and I, I'm trying to remember the, the first part of your question. Um, can you refresh my what, memory there? Yeah, what was the reason for making a new PSR versus amending Oh, right, PSR versus amending the old one, exactly. So uh, the basic problem with PSR0 is that it's very difficult to amend it in such a way that you can change where the uh, the class hierarchy starts in the in the directory structure. Uh, PSR zero requires that every portion of the class name be uh, every portion of the namespace name be represented by a directory, and that every portion of the class name uh, be represented by a series of directories and a terminating file. Uh, and, and underscores are allowed in the class name. That's, again, a throwback to the, the earlier board pair standards. Um, it's very difficult to amend that in a way that says, well, you know what, maybe you don't have to have a directory for every portion of the namespace. There's no way, the way PSR0 is currently written, to uh, put a path infix in between some portion of the namespace and the remainder of the namespace. Uh, and at the same time, allow existing implementations to be compliant with that uh, new way of doing things. Does that make sense at all? Yes and no. Uh, yeah, I get it's that. It's going to be confusing it's... to the community. Like, I can get it, of course, but I know the history behind all this. Right. But I think it's going to be confusing to people in the future. I think people I think people will be happy about it. I mean, there's there's going to be some troubles, but, like, uh, Anthony, I know you, you um, wrote a blog post ages ago about, like, uh, how PSR Zero was quirky as fuck in the way that it recommend it would load the same file based on uh, namespace slashes versus underscores, right? Because this is some old, like... Right, exactly. Well, old... that was one of the problems, but yes. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's old and quirky. Um, I, I then pu- published a, 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 an exact example, like, um, uh, I can't remember what it was, some, something on Git about, like, exactly how you could recreate this bullshit, 
and um, just to prove to people how, how kind of, not broken, but quirky it was. And this is, if you have something called foo underscore bar underscore baz, um, then PSR is going to look for that in foo slash bar slash baz. So if you have the namespaced version of that exact same thing, which is foo slash back, uh, backslash bar backslash baz, it's going to look for it in the same file. So if you have some quirky autoloader that tries loading it in a certain way or you, whatever, it, if, you, if you reference the same two things, it's going to try loading it and then say, okay, I found the file, but I don't know what the fuck class you're talking about, and then just, you know, fatal error all over the place. Um, so that's another reason why offering this kind of new PSR4 improved autoloader or, or different autoloader would be useful because it gets rid of some of these quirks. Those quirks are only in there for the old-style pair, horde, bollocks support. So adding this, like, PSR4 thing means, okay, yeah, it's confusing. You can use 0 or 4, and it means you might have to amend 1 to say you can use 0 or 4. But it, it also means that we kind of have an option. Instead of using this crazy old man autoloader, we've got this, like, slightly more logical modern autoloader that represents the way that people are actually using this shit. Watch oh. the crazy old man stuff there, pal. Nah, fuck you. I <laughs> okay. so, let me toss out an analogy. Let me toss out an analogy here. Um, I see the difference between this new autoloader and PSR0 is the same as the difference between POP and IMAP. They both did the exact same thing. They both had the same core reason for being, you know, they're mail access protocols. But they're really, at the end of the day, both do, do it in a different approach, and they take a different approach to solving that problem. Are you saying and, that POP and IMAP are the exact same thing? Not exact, but they solve the same problem. Disagree or no? It's a tough analogy. Just it, Yeah. It's I, like... I disagree. Fucking wood and metal are exactly the same, because... No, 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 I'm not saying they're, they're exactly apart. the same. If you need to access email on a remote server, you can use POP for that and it works fine. You can use IMAP for that and it works fine. The difference is the details of how you need to access it and the details of the interaction is going to tell you which one you need to use. They're definitely not the exact same thing, but they serve the same core purpose, access email on a client ver- from a, or I'm sorry, on a server from a client. Uh, or am I completely off base? I think, I think Zach just pissed himself. I'm not totally sure why. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think the analogy. analogy's a bit strained. <laughs> I, I do want to back up to one thing, uh, and I forget who it was that said it. He said this might confuse the community. Uh, the problem with the word community is that's a very flexible term. It could mean anything you want in any at any given point you feel you like it meaning that. So fucking when, PR when, compliant. Say it again. You're just so PC, man. Yeah, stop being PC. Paul, can you swear? Can you say the I word fuck? I would like to hear you swear. Can you even throw out the word cunt? Is that possible? You goddamn motherfucking sons of a bitches. There you go. I bust balls on that shit. There it you go. It so uncomfortable the whole time. It, do- it, sounded like, it sounded quite forced, but I'm glad that you tried. So the uh, community <laughs> thing, uh, you got to remember the primary audience for PSRs is the framework interoperability group. As long as they're not confused, it's not a failure. Um, now you can argue that people in the grand wider range of PHP development might be confused by it, but you know, they're not the primary target audience. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense into that context. Well, we've just passed an hour and so far we haven't solved world famine or where to put tabs and spaces. More whiskey.
More, yeah, more whiskey might help. Um, this ended up becoming more of an argument than originally intended, but uh, I think it does highlight the fact that like no four or five PHP developers, I'm going to say four on a Python developer, no, no four developers can particularly agree on, on how the PSR stuff is going. I think that's, I think uh, that's sort of the point. That, that is essentially kind of the point. Um, and it, it's, it's, Just it's, let it go. Make some standards. Do your shit. Yeah. Be nice people. Right. Be nice humans. Preach the word on be nice, brother. That's all it is, yeah. right? Like, so the don't last... be condescending. Don't be uptight about your standard, even though it's fucking good. Just everything's fine. We all just need to calm down, <laughs> relax, smoke a fatty once in a while. I was about to ask if you just switched from beer to marijuana because you seem a lot chiller. No, he's just started putting the vodka through his eye and it's affected his brain. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. Um, well, so, the, yeah. Hang on, the point of the PHP Town Hall is they're meant to be uh, fielding questions instead of just ranting about stuff that we believe in. Um, <laughs> well, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we had another topic that we were supposed to get to. Uh, we were meant to talk about amendments. That, that I, was, I wanted to talk about uh, the reason I got you onto the, the, the podcast, uh, Anthony, was because we were having a conversation about whether you should or should not amend things. But I, I feel like because of his looks. Well, and because of his looks, I, I I know this man. I've sat on his lap once or twice when I was drunk. I'm sorry about that, Anthony. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so we can talk about amendments if you like. I mean, I don't know if you have like wives or girlfriends to get to. Um, I've got a bottle of whiskey uh, in front of me, so I can I can just go. Let's have a very co- short conversation about: Do you think amendments are allowed to PSRs, to standards in general? And, and Anthony, you go first. You say you say your piece of mind. My standpoint is simple. You never, ever touch it. Because the reason is, there's no, like, you know, if we look at Patty's uh, PSR uh, proposal here, um, he basically comes up with conflicting change, non-conflicting change, and trivial change. To me, there's no three categories. They're all just change. Any change you're doing is either completely trivial, meaning it makes no effect, and in which case, why make the change? Or it's done for a reason because there's some deficiency and if that there's a deficiency, then that means there, it's open to interpretation, and hence you're changing the meaning of the standard, even if it's at a very su- a superficial level or correcting a potential um, misreading of the standard. Any change whatsoever to me is fatal because it's, it, it opens the door to dealing with backwards compatibility breaks because any change is by definition a backwards compatibility cha- break. So my two cents. I think you don't change the standard. You make a new standard. That says the old standard is amazing. Follow it. Do that no matter what. That is God. But when it doesn't work, fuck it. Yeah. Well, this is that's a very valid point. And we so the the and I don't know if I'm agreeing with you, Anthony, or not. I think we're agreeing. No, you're agreeing with me perfectly. I'm saying don't edit the old standard. Create a new one. Right. So the reason this came up is because I tweeted about like, uh, hey guys, can you vote on this change? And this change is fucking trivial. Like this is this is Paddy's uh, exact example of a trivial change, um, where uh, Paul's already mentioned that the fact uh, the PSR zero examples suck balls. Like the original thing, uh, like. Uh, slash doctrine slash common slash isolated class loader leads to path slash two slash project slash lib slash vendor slash dot it's fucking really long but the problem is we have the folder lib and we have the folder vendor so now when this example was written uh, composer never existed when psr zero was built composer didn't exist there was no semantic meaning on the word vendor no one assumed that vendor meant your composer install 
um, and everything was fine. Since then, we've had a whole bunch of people that have gone, oh, lib slash vendor, this must mean, like, project must mean my package, and then lib must mean, like, the same as my source folder, because some people use lib, and then vendor must be the folder where I install my package-specific, de- like, dependencies, and then the rest of this auto-loading stuff is where that, those classes live. And that's fucking retarded. Like, that's not, that's not what anyone ever meant. That doesn't, that doesn't mean PSR0 was wrong when it was written. It doesn't mean it's wrong now. It does mean that because of events that have changed or, or, or um, you know, passed since it was built, people are now putting this random semantic meaning on these two segments in a single path file, and they're now getting confused as shit about what uh, PSR0 is actually doing. Um, and so my entire proposal was, let's just take those two folders out, because they are literally just random foobarb as parts of the standard in the examples folder it doesn't affect the um it doesn't affect implementation it doesn't affect backwards compatibility it's completely irrelevant to anything the only thing it affects is what some people think might be what we're trying to say with the example and even if they've implemented stuff around thinking that example then it's not going to affect their code because they've implemented it in a certain way that's weird but it's still going to work and then once we take those examples out people will no longer be confused. That hasn't changed anything apart from some potential future confused people, right? I I get your point. In this particular case, I will admit, and I will agree, that in this particular case, it may not be a a huge issue. But I think the general case, it is a massive issue, and even tweaking anything opens the door to major problems. So I fall back on the standpoint of you have to take the hard approach that IETFs takes which is once it's out in the public, you never ever under any circumstances change it without creating a new that either supersedes it or you know removes it entirely. Yeah, You create yeah. a new RFC this to do is, it. This uh, outside of my character, but I agree with you on this one. No, Anthony, I, I, hey. I, I agree in part. Like If you support like my random example there of, as being one that's probably okay, then, then we kind of got past this no change ever thing. And, and, and that was what I was initially arguing with you about on Twitter, I think. It was the fact that you were saying, no change ever. Um, this is like a really weird edge case where it kind of makes sense. But, but then the other edge case, which I'm not completely decided on either way, like I'm, I'm not entirely sure which is right. Um, and this is, this is what Paul was kind of suggesting with, by recommending PSR4 as an alternative to PSR0, we're then saying that PSR1 and PSR2... Um, uh, it, it means that if you're using this new proposal... Because of the way PSR1 says to be PSR1 compliant, you have to use PSR0. Yeah. PSR2 says to be PSR2 compliant, you have to be PSR1 compliant. So there's this cascade between the three of them. Uh, if we introduce PSR, let's call it four, this new proposal, if we introduce this, anyone using it, by definition, is no longer compliant with PSR2 or PSR1 because they both specify the use of PSR0. Yeah. So the suggestion for the change is to amend this is the suggestion. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. The suggestion is to amend PSR1 to say use PSR0 or PSR4. Right. That's I mean, and, and again, that, that to me is a trivial change because, again, it doesn't break backwards compatibility. It just says you can use – basically, it's like if you want to be PSR1 or 2 compliant, support one of our autoloaders. We have one autoloader, which is zero, and then and suddenly we have this new autoloader called PSR4. You can use either one of those. That's fine, right? That doesn't break stuff. Does that – Having said well, okay, that, so I see exactly where Anthony's coming from, is that it opens the doors to other changes that may not be so wise. The, the reason I think the, for, the modification in quote-unquote 4 um, that, that you're proposing, uh, Paul, 
is basically that there's already copy old copies of PSR one and two that are all over the internet between in GitHub forks, uh, between people who've reposted it. You know, it's not necessarily as wide as like you know an, a internet uh, IETF RFC, but there's other copies of it out there that may may or may not be updated. So when you say, "Hey, I'm PSR one compliant." Someone randomly can go to any can go to Google, search PSR one. For some reason, they could stumble upon an old copy of it and say, "No, you're not." And to me, that's the problem with it: is that now you not only have that number, but you also have a version number or a last modified date to say, "Hey, look, I'm PSR one compliant as of PSR one version 2013-412," which to me is dangerous as hell. I, I I totally get where you're coming from on this. Uh, in this specific example, I'm not saying this applies to everything in the future, but in this particular example, even if they've got a copy of PSR 1 from whenever we originally wrote it, whenever it was first published, spelling errors and all, uh, if we make the if, we make this change to say, or PSR 4, you know, PSR 0 or PSR 4, uh, the persons who have the old copy are still compliant. Uh, you, you, they can look at that and say, yep, I'm following PSR 1 because PSR 0 has not been removed. PSR 0 has not been uh, uh, changed to PSR 4. PSR 4 has, if you'll pardon the phrasing, merely been added. Yeah, I think that's kind of the point. Like, uh, it, it's If you have an old version of the standard, then you are still compliant with the standard. Like, the, the, the whole point of the trivial change and the way that it's been worded is we have to be very fucking careful and selective. So we've already got this one example where it kind of makes sense and we're kind of squeezing this random change in and that's okay and we're, we're all kind of fine with that. And then, again, we have this other random example of, of which Paul has of like, yeah, we can probably squeeze this one in without breaking it. After that, that doesn't mean, oh, yeah, we can just randomly switch it to, you know, let's get back to tabs again and do all this stuff because then things will start to get broke. Um, and I think that the way that the... Um, the bylaw has been set for how we change these things is like everyone has to vote. So if we get to a point where somebody proposes a change, which is retarded, and then the entire group supports the change, which is retarded, apart from like me or like a minority, then fuck that whole group. I'll stop using it. Right. That's kind of where we are. It's, it's, we're relying on the entire group being logical um, <laughs> stop showing me porn. Which is, Sorry. Which is questionable uh, at best. Case in point. We're, we're kind of we're relying on the group for having a reasonable brain. Like the, this can only work. Like I'm not saying because I've joined the fig, I assume everyone's wonderful and clever and brilliant. Like there's people on there that I have some conversations with, and it's difficult. And I'm not gonna, you know, I'm sure they have the same problems with me. We're a bunch of random people. I, I always think of it like the the model UN at, the, at like high school or whatever. You know, like every single country is representing their own needs and issues, and every single person's like, oh yeah, I'll be nice to your face, but they can fuck off. Like on on the pirate CMS community, there's always jokes about Drupal and Joomla, but we we you know we all chat away, and it's very interesting the way that all works. But the point is, we've we've put into put into bylaw if we're going to change a PSR, we will have to vote on it. So if we put if we put in if someone puts in a change, and then everyone goes, yeah, that's a great idea, and it's moronic, then okay, let's just stop using PSRs, right? We're kind of assuming that people are going to have a brain about these things. So we have these two examples, and actually, most of the so far, most of the group actually agrees that my vendor example doesn't change anything, and it helps some people understand better. Great, let's do that. And then this PSR one thing is like, if you used to be PSR zero, one, and two compatible, and you have an old version of the standard, uh, then you're still perfectly compatible. We can release this new PH, uh, PSR four or X or five or whatever it's called. We can release that new thing, and it won't affect any old stuff. 
Um, so even if they then suddenly discover the, the updated PSR 1, they're still perfectly compatible because they're still completely compatible with PSR 0. And then PSR 4, the whole amendment's just like, oh, and by the way, you can use PSR 4 if you want. Right? And then like beyond that, don't touch it, don't change it. If something specific comes up, which is potentially scary, then we'll have a vote about it. And if everyone says it's a good idea, it's probably a good idea because so far, most of the things that have been voted have been pretty reasonable. But if they're stupid, well, right, then fuck it. <laughs> so let me make this point. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, yeah. I remember back when PSR Zero debate about including in core was going on, there were li- from people, voting members of PSR group, there were people who came out and said, this is a perfect standard. We will never need to revisit this again. Hence why it is <laughs> deserving of voting in core. Yeah, and yeah. now we have, you know, what Paul has suggested here is the perfect reason of why it's very, very difficult to think forward and to realize all the possible ramifications of an action. So by saying, hey, you know what? We have a whole bunch of smart people and we're going to rely on them to think about it and not vote something stupid in. 95% of the time, you don't realize something is stupid until two or three years down the road right. when you're running into the pain that you caused two or three years ago when you voted on something stupid. I completely agree, and that's so why, I, that's why I entirely say that that should never have been proposed to go into the core. That's why I completely believe it should never have been proposed to go into the core. Because putting something into PHP... Is that wasn't fun- my point. Right, no, I know, but that is, that putting it into PHP is setting it in stone, whereas the whole point of the FIG is, like, this is what projects are currently doing, and this is how we kind of work, and these are some rules that we have to follow. Um, but putting it into the core is like, this is going to be the shit. This is the best thing we could ever do. This is how we should all do it forever. And that's madness. I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I, I think what, what Anthony has said is exactly the reason that we need to be able to amend these in small ways based on experience. None of our future vision is perfect. Everything we write is going to be mistaken in some way or is going to, or is going to be overtaken by experience. Experience and observation have to be... Uh, our primary touch points, not the rationality, logic, intelligence, or smartness of the people participating in the current discussion. So to be able to go back and look at PSR1 and say, you know what, it's fine, it's fine, but we made the mistake of saying it has to depend on PSR0. We're going to uh, attempt to remedy that mistake that has only been revealed recently. Uh, and attempt to remedy that by putting in this one amendment saying, you know what, it can be PSR 0 or it can be PSR 4. But see, I see that better served by going back and saying in the future we're never going to modify an old one. So PSR 1 is what it is, mistakes and all, for all time going forward. And now when you realize that there's a mistake or you want to correct, you introduce a PSR 5 that says, okay, we're then now we're taking PSR 1 in its entirety and we're modifying it to make this one inclusion. Now you have this, um, you know, you have the ability to have clear and consistent communication right. long term. And eventually you may say, hey, look, you know what? This PSR 4 idea was a retarded idea. We're no longer recommending you implement PSR 4 and 5 or recommending 0 and 1. That's, that's and that has that conversation have meaning. No, no, I think it's a totally fair point. Uh, someone brought that up on the list. My response to that at the time was, uh, if, we, uh, de- if we deprecate PSR1 and replace it with PSR, you know, X plus 1, we then need to deprecate PSR2 because PSR2 makes reference to PSR1, which means that we then need to have come, come up with PSR X plus 2 as well. Well, you could make you, one could make the argument that having a oh, single um, standard referencing a singular other standard oh, is actually the source of this whole thing. And maybe it's a case of we need to rectify both of them right now to not say 
we're recommending, you know, PSR one saying zero and two saying one, but instead saying, you know, use a category and now you can point to the list of the current standard, you know, like HTTP 1.0, I'm sorry, 1.1. It's not referenced to by number necessarily, except in the specific standards that supersede it. Instead, it's referenced as the current HTTP 1.1 standard, which has been superseded several times. So the follow-on to that problem is if we've got a list of allowed autoloaders, if that list changes from time to time, it's the same thing as changing the standard uh, in place. Uh, let's say that at point A, we have a list of two available autoloaders, and then two months later, we have a list of four, and then six months later, we've got a list of one. Uh, that means that compliance with anything that refers to that list becomes a moving target. So we have the same problem. Well, I, I would argue that removing should never be an option. Only um, superseding and or you know putting in along putting a, another alternative alongside. Yeah, it's practical problems all around. Uh, it seems like with so many things, there are very few solutions, and most of what we have is trade-offs. Absolutely, and to me, at least just you know, getting back to the original point, to me, amending or modifying um, an, an existing standard for any other reason except to say, here is a standard that supersedes this one, is just dangerous as a general rule, and it should be avoided, period, simply because it has the potential uh, to have significant negative consequences. Yeah. I think right. the, the summary of this is that we mostly agree that like changing rules at random is bullshit, um, changing standards is a really bad idea, and I think the only thing we disagree on is how trivial this like this extra random edge case is of like oh maybe P PSR four. I think that's that's the only point, and I think that's that's trivial enough that, that we both kind of um, put forward our points of view on it, and uh, we could probably move along. Uh, the last part of this is we're going to go around in order of uh, alphabetical names, and you have to tell us what your Favorite package is that you've started working with recently. Favorite package, favorite project, or favorite website? Pick, pick one at random. Anthony, you go first. Request denied. Request denied. You haven't used any website in the last couple of weeks that you think is awesome. Uh, actually, there is one. Um, there's a website called OverAPI.com, which attempts to be a one-stop shop for documentation. Basically, oh nice. It's it's a little bit incomplete, at least in certain points, and I've noticed something's missing, but it's got a shitload of projects, individual libraries, languages, um, it's got an XML shortcut, HTML5, CSS, and it just gives you a really quick reference, and, and I found it really, really interesting. Cool. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, ben, what have you got? I'm going to go for Joyride. It's a jQuery plugin, and it lets you create like an interactive walkthrough of your website or app, like, super easy. Nice. That sounds pretty handy. Um, Paul, I guess. Go for it. So I suppose it would be too self-serving to say any package from the Aura project? No, you don't have to say that. Fuck you. <laughs> Try again. So the, uh, I, I've just recently become aware of one, and I'm afraid I don't remember the name of the author, but it is a PHP 5.3, I think it's 5.3, uh, version of CAPTCHA, ReCAPTCHA, uh, right. is on packages, um, and they're following, and uh, had a conversation with the guy, he said, we're completely PSR compliant, and I went and I looked at it, and, some, and one of their uh, contributors had made it non-PSR compliant, so I posted an issue, and dude Fuck said, you, nope. sorry, dude said, sorry, I'll fix it, and he fixed it right then, I was very impressed. There you go, that's pretty cool. 
Uh, I guess I'm next. Um, I've started using a website today called waveapps.com. Link in the show notes, as, as with all of these things. Um, it's, it's really useful for, if you're a freelancer, you can send out invoices and track money and stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you want to handle invoices and some people stuff like that, that's a good web app to use. Um, one other thing to throw out is that a PSR 1 or 2 or something compatible. Da- uh, it used to be called Dammit. Now it's called Whoops. If you have an application and you want to have exceptions thrown in a slightly more useful way than um, PHP by itself will do, which is just go, I don't know what happened, and give you a, a no backtrace, uh, you can use Whoops, and it will, it will handle your exceptions very well. Uh, Zach, I guess you're next. I'm going to have to go with Beehive, which is a node package for spawning and managing. No, fuck you. Packages. So thank you very much for listening. So, hang on a second. Give me a second here. There's a story to this. Okay. So what happened was we were talking. We use Upstart, God, and Supervisor for process managing uh, all the different services and applications at Seeky. And we opened a ticket to unify this. So we're all talking about what sort of process manager we want to use. And I just made up some bullshit name. And it turned out that it was actually a thing that was sort of close to what we wanted. So I'm going to go with Beehive. You can just npm install Beehive. Be-hyphen-hive. Be-hyphen-hive. So you can manage your node processes. Nice. That's a mouthful. Yeah, so again, uh, we, we like to go for far-reaching conversations on, on this, uh, this podcast. Last time we tried solving all of uh, sexism, racism, inequality, uh, and mental issues, which was ridiculous, and we got nowhere. Um, and this time we've tried working out whether the P- uh, PHP fig is good or bad. Um, and on the whole, I think we're mostly kind of on the same page, but kind of bickering about kind of the smaller issues. Um, I, I'm really grateful for you guys joining us on the show. I, I think that it turned into a bit more of an argument than we ever intended. But this is kind of what happens when uh, when you make a podcast that's based entirely around alcohol and no real agenda. Um, it's always fun to have you guys on the show. And uh, and hopefully, well, Anthony, I'm, I'm definitely dragging you back at some point. Uh, oh, that's going to be dangerous. Yeah, Anthony. It will be pretty dangerous, yeah. This, this man has a lot of tattoos, and he's he's a very angry man. But he has a very large beard, so that's fun too. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean about us being together. I mean <laughs> being in a bar doing a podcast. That just has trouble written all over it. Yes, alcohol will be consumed. Um, and Ben, June, June. We're going to do a PHP town hall together in June. And uh, Paul, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. This will be the first podcast we've recorded together where it actually gets to get released. But uh, it actually gets published. Yeah, uh, the last one was really not, good. Uh, last one was really good, but the sound quality just sucked, so I had to ditch it. I'm sorry about that, bro. Let's not count our chickens before they're hatched. Well, yeah, true. We'll see. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, I, I think we, we may have answered a few questions, and some people have. And if not, we've just wasted half of our Friday night. But thank you very much for joining us, and I'll talk to you all again very soon. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Oh, fuck you guys. All of you. <laughs>